0: episode 137 of shannon on batman i'm your host justin shannon we got kyle mr 1000 davis Hello. Mr. Fam- mr famous davis looting kyle should be looting famous people
1: i'd be still on all the views
0: Yep. and boom we are good to go this is episode 137 like i said um, tonight's episode is gonna be like really random. We have like no clear direction of where we're gonna go tonight. We're just gonna kind of spitball. Uh there's a lot to talk about. We haven't been on since Libra Maho. I went on like a three week vacation to Michigan. So we're back into the swing of things. I started school this week. Kyle has been busy wearing hats in the middle of August, like beanies in the middle of August. Or the beginning. It's the beginning of August, isn't it? August seventh.
1: Uh yep. First week
0: wearing a beanie you look warm sir
1: i mean my air conditioner's not working so that's something
0: (laughs) air conditioner is not working air
1: conditioner stopped working so it's like 83 in here right now
0: when are they supposed to come up and fix that tomorrow oh jesus do you have a fan or something
1: yeah i got uh i got a fan i
0: got a fan they're they don't have like emergency for that just in case like because that's like a 24-7, like, my place, like, hey, if your AC goes out. They do, but I, I actually
1: just volunteered not to do the emergency because it's really not a big deal for me.
0: Damn, sir, you're going to regret that tonight, I promise you. Pro- probably. You're going <laughs> to regret that shit tonight, like, fuck, man.
1: Don't like, like it if, for now.
0: It's 104 degrees today, so. Oof. So. I'm just like, please, AC, like it's a new, a new apartment complex, but still you never know. You're like, please, please, AC, work. Um, so I mean, there's really no updates from us other than like you doing what you've been doing. And I just been I took a three week vacation, it felt good. I got that. <laughs> so I bought that new microphone set and everything, but I forgot mm-hmm. it. So they had to mail it down. So as soon as that as soon as I get that back in. Cause it's like, man, I really want to, you know, test all that stuff out, like this really expensive mic system and everything. So we'll see what happens. It sounds like this is going to work for tonight. So
1: <laughs> we'll have that for the next episode.
0: So, but yeah, there's not, there's been, it's been like slow moving
1: news. I've been, I've been trying to track the Joker and the Batman. That, and that like, is surprising. I mean, what? It's August, right? You'd normally, stuff is happening around this time.
0: I think by September, early October see they're in like this weird precarious position because they want to do the Joker. They really want to let the Joker shine, but they also are currently casting. And from what I've been told in regards to casting, like there's people are telling me that they're surprised that more names haven't been leaked out because they are currently in the middle of meeting people and doing, you know, doing all that stuff. But you know, I guess where I want to start off with, I don't think we talked about it last time, was the issue with Comic-Con. Having no presence at San Diego Comic-Con. To me, like obviously, it costs millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. to do a presentation, to fly everyone out. um, But them not showing up, to me... Now, I know I got a lot of shit on Twitter when I said they should show up, but... It felt like, obviously, Marvel took the day with all that news. You know, they're doing the Marvel multiverse now. Mashallah, Ali is Blade. Like, all that news came out. Like, obviously, DC knew that there were there were some sort of huge announcements from Marvel coming. However, with that being said, they should have showed up and showed, you know, another Joker trailer, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984. Like how I look at it is this San Diego Comic-Con is the Super Bowl of this culture, this, these genre films, (laughs) you know, they, one of us had very light presence. They showed it footage. They showed, you know, this DCCW shows, you know, the air Air shows, but you know, it's the Super Bowl. And like another way, I kind of, you know, was arguing with a friend of ours, you know, and it wasn't really an argument. It was just kind of like, a bitch fest back and forth, how DC screwed everything up. Like I look at it like this, like it's like the Apple Android events. Could you imagine if Apple or Android didn't do their events? They didn't show <laughs> their new products and you're just like, Oh, here's our new iPhone or here's our new droid or Samsung. You see what I'm saying? Like them not show, if they didn't show up, it'd be a huge, huge problem, be a huge <laughs> issue. You, know, uh, you see where I, where I mean, I'm yeah, like
1: down. I mean, kind of going back to your uh, your Super Bowl analogy. this is like if you had two Super Bowl caliber teams, uh mm-hmm. one of them being Marvel, but then the other one, which was supposed to be d c they just decided to come up and instead they have uh, some random high school team filling their place. <laughs> They're like, oh, don't worry we'll we'll have our players next year, You know, this is fine.
0: I mean to me, it makes no sense because you have an opportunity to I mean, you know. I met with Mark Hughes when he was in Michigan, and we talked a lot about this. And he and I said, and, you know, I suggested to him, I was like, why couldn't they just have Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, you know, show off on Skype, say, hey, we're <laughs> in the editing bay. Here's our here's some footage from right. Rome in 1984. But he goes, Look, could you imagine what Marvel showed and then what DC is going to do is they're going to show someone on Skype or video chatting <laughs> at San Diego. It's like, well, I mean, I see your point there, but still not showing, not showing up.
1: My justice. Such... These multimillion dollar companies don't have money for doing that shit.
0: Obviously. And I have harped on the marketing campaigns for this movie for, for quite some time now. And it's just annoying to me. I, you know, I'm trying, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. I'm not trying to be overtly negative but when you have these entities Kyle when you have these these characters that are larger than life you should show up like they could have literally brought you know Robert Pattinson in Matt Reeves they could have announced more casting they could announce Alfred they could have had Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips, you know, you know, doing press for the Joker. I mean, that, that movie is two months away. Right. And to, to me, it's just such a missed opportunity. It was the 50th anniversary of San Diego Comic-Con. And what they didn't do anything. They didn't show up anywhere. Like, you know, I saw some people's like, well, Star Wars didn't show up. I mean, well, Star Wars, <laughs> even with The Last Jedi, it still has the interest and in those fans. They're still going to go to those movies.
1: I mean, well, to be fair, though, Star Wars has its own separate celebration. They do. every. Right.
0: Time. Right. They they do have their own separate separate thing. And Marvel has D23, you know, the Disney that's their Disney stuff. So I don't know. It's just it's such a huge, huge mistake. I mean, how can you how can you not show up for that stuff? You know, and to, I mean, what do you what are you thinking, Kyle? Like, I know you kind of like briefly touched on it, but overall, in hindsight, I mean, do you yeah. think it was a mistake?
1: Obviously, I mean, I, I get how they were worried about coming in guns blazing and still being, you know, still leaving like a disappointing feel to people because they're like, oh, well, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't able to announce a whole new phase of movies or anything like that. And that's that's fine. They don't have to. They are they already did. We already know what the next X number of movies are. You know, but like you're right. Like even if they just came in and they're like, here's here's Patty Jenkins. You know, given a kind of generic interview kind of response, that that's fine. Let's but you know, let's at least show like posters, or let's at least show like a teaser trailer or something. You know, for, for are projects do you have coming up. Because, I mean, we have a Joker, Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey Wonder, Wonder Woman. 34. Is there another one coming out next year?
0: Every everything, like, I keep you know, a Supergirl is. Starting, they're starting to really the wheels moving on Supergirl, and mm-hmm. I keep hearing that casting for Supergirl is going to happen very soon, and then the, you know they're going to go into filming next year. But everything kind of hinges on these next set of movies. You know, you have Joker, which is not tied into the DC. You know, the DC universe is its own thing, like a Black Label, like a like a Alice Worlds, and everything kind of hinges on. Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 84. And I keep everyone, you know, two people like, are telling me it will be really interesting to see what projects are in production next year when every, all, you know, those two films are over with. How do people respond to an R rated Joker, to an R rated Birds of Prey, to Wonder Woman 18, 1984? That will be the real telltale to see what's in production. So, there's so many, you know, revolving. They're still playing this very, you know, take a few steps forward, wait and see what happens kind of thing, instead of doing what they should be doing, and really just assaulting the public with these films.
1: Right. They need to really,
0: you know, like I said, you know.
1: I'm pretty sure that most, every you know, everyday moviegoers don't even realize what's coming out, like. You could ask probably just anyone, any generic comic book fan, like, hey, what's the DC movie excited about for next year? Do you think they know Birds of Prey is coming out? Do you, do you think there's another Wonder Woman coming out? I mean, haven't
0: got any, like, official stills other than, like, that one Harley Quinn thing? There's been no footage. I mean, the only thing that will make me happy about the marketing is if they get some Birds of Prey in front of Star Wars. or They get Wonder hmm. Woman 1984 in front of Star Wars. That that movie right there is going to do a billion and a half, two billion. It's the final Star Wars uh, film, but you know, it just it just makes no sense to me. And like I said, I'm not trying to be overtly negative. I'm usually a very positive person, but it just everything just hinges. It's just like it's the same thing since 2013. When you see a good friend
1: of you messing up, you got to sit down and have a talk with them. You know, you got to correct their mistakes, and they're they're dropping the ball right now.
0: I mean, they have they had two huge hits. I mean, okay, they had Aquaman, which soared. No pun intended.
1: They had two movies with a positive reception that made profit.
0: I don't know why I said well, (laughs) Aquaman does fly at the end. I don't know why I said sword. Um, But yes, Aquaman did a billion Shazam underperformed, but it still made a nice profit and everything post. You know everything. I'm everything that they're making on DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming is money, and the it's ninety percent profit.
1: After it's that, it's gravy.
0: Yeah, so they made their money back. They wanted it to do about three hundred fifty, four hundred. You know, total. I don't. Can you check to see what the total number was on that? But it's yeah. just like we shouldn't be at this point. You know, you had, you know, I don't know. I mean. Everything just kind of hinges on all that, and I keep hearing what they're going to be doing is they're going to – it's not going to be so much a shared universe for the next couple of years. It's going to be here's a solo movie. Here's a solo movie. If that solo movie, let's say Green Lantern works, then that solo movie is going to get a sequel. They're going to focus that, and it's going to be its own corner. The Batman is going to be in its own corner, and there's going to be spinoffs of that. So, Batman, Nightwing, Batgirl. uh, There's a lot to talk about with Batman. I really want to get into that. Um, Supergirl is going to be its own Kryptonian corner. They're not going to do Superman for a minute. Superman is going to be on the wayside. And I know people are going to be upset. And, you know, from what I've been told, Superman has had, you know, Superman Returns, Man of Steel. BBS and Justice League all within the last 10 15 years so it's four movies they want to, they want to really focus on Supergirl they want to do these other projects you know I don't know it's just they want mm-hmm. they really want to do standalone movies at first and then if those separate films work, then if they if the public responds well to them then you know they're gonna get a sequel and then after those sequels they're gonna you know mesh up so basically, they're doing what Marvel already did in their phase one. So DC's phase two films are going to be mm-hmm. doing what Marvel was doing in phase one.
1: So, so two things, first off, uh, to go back to your question about the Shazam, it did make 364 million worldwide.
0: They wanted 400 or 450. So they really wanted 500, but they, they, been they weren't
1: that them. far off. They weren't that far off. So that's,
0: it'll probably do 30, 40 million on, I, I'd like to say a hundred million, but you know, Blu-ray and streaming and all that stuff. I, I mean, I brought it on Blu-ray. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous on Blu-ray. So three, you said three hundred and sixty. Three
1: hundred and sixty-four.
0: Yeah, they they would be much happier if it did. If it grossed four hundred, they'd be uh, over the moon if it did. Right. Five hundred billion. But then again, you know, it was a movie that
1: it was. The, a, budget, it was the a budget for IP. that was a lot smaller, though, right? It was like less than hundred billion or something like that.
0: Um, I think it was like 70 80 million and then they only yeah. they their budget for marketing was like 30 million. So anything I think I was told anything after 150 you know they were in the black after that. Mm-hmm. So they were they you know it, it made money but they wanted <laughs> it to It just be, didn't
1: make all the money.
0: They wanted to I mean when you have Avengers Endgame become the the biggest box office of, of all time you know it's a black eye on War- <laughs> Warner brothers when their Shazam movie doesn't even break you know 500 million and you know look at Captain Marvel Captain Marvel did a billion so it, it's a black eye according to people i've talked to so
1: i mean to be fair Aquaman did better than Captain Marvel though
0: Aquaman did do very well like it was it, it was a weird movie that had a lot of legs it <laughs> only did 60 million opening and then it did you know, it, its legs really kinda uh you know, What was the know. second
1: thing you were gonna say? No, so the second should thing wait. I was gonna say was just what you're saying about how that, now they're kinda going back to the uh the formula of you know, standalone movies followed by sequels and then team up movies. I'm okay with that. I, I think I think I, at one I'm, at one point I think we're saying that's probably what they should have done from the beginning instead of trying to rush BVS so fast. Right. Trying trying to mean, try and just sprint just rush to get to the justice league which ended up not working out in the end
0: well if we look at it Stutter had only five movies that he wanted to make so uh-huh. but if they're in this precarious position as it is because what are they going to do with the old what are they gonna, okay so here so let's look at it like this so Wonder Woman and Aquaman are still part of the Snyderverse. Shazam's still part of that Snyderverse, per se. I think Shazam's more positioned that can be positioned to work with the, you know, current regime. But from what I've been told, that those films, they're gonna do it. You know, they're gonna get their sequels. But after the second or third film. So Wonder Woman 1984 may be the last Wonder Woman film with Gal Gadot. And then they're going to reboot everything. uh, Everything kind of sort of starts with, you know, I keep hearing Birds of Prey, but then I keep hearing that the Batman is going to, you know, sort of be a soft reboot of the DC universe. So you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, it's so weird. (laughs) It's so confusing. it's super confusing because you're gonna have a Batman movie, a Batman that doesn't interact with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, but then they might sequel. they might do a sequel to that, you know, if that movie does really well, they might do one last sequel, and that's that. Aquaman's gonna get Aquaman 2. It's probably going to get the trench, and then depending on that, that could probably be it for that. And then Shazam is sort of caught in the middle there
1: so yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird although i personally feel like shazam is detached you know it's detached enough to where you can. No, and it how could that it? be
0: detached Kyle? because you had the battering you had references to bbs well, i mean i mean steel.
1: yeah there's a battering but like it doesn't have to be the exact same one from the ben affleck batman I I'm I'm just saying like you can You could retcon it be like oh this is the uh this is the you know this is the other
0: Batman's spattering. the other Batman come I mean
1: I mean I, I, they wouldn't say that in universe it would just would be like oh you you assume this was this other you know you know I mean but you see like that's the
0: because, dilemma. like
1: there, cuz there's no direct there's no direct reference to Ben F like Batman or I mean I know there was supposed to be a direct reference to Henry Cavill Superman, but we didn't see a face. So, you know, it's it's fine. Right. I mean, it's fine. like Henry Cavill's done.
0: they like if it were me. And I've talked to a few people, if I were on the show, what I would do is I'm, I'm you're not allowed to touch Batman because Batman is a Matt Reeves thing. I would just do. A shared universe with Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern Corps, Shazam. Shazam would be my Superman, but I'm like, well, Superman. Well, the Henry Cavill situations has its own issues, so let's just not even use Superman. Wonder Woman, Shazam for Superman, Aquaman, Flash, um, and then I would if. You know, Matt Reeves is doing his own thing. He has carte blanche with the Batman. I would ask if I could use his Batman for later films, not as in a solo thing, but as sort of a team up. I mean, it just I don't know. It's just it's so weird. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just like one foot in, one foot out. Make up your mind. What are you doing? Should they shut the universe down completely and start anew with? You know the Batman, and then do Birds of Prey after that, or shut the universe down after Wonder Woman eighty four. Wait for the Batman, then move Birds of Prey. You know, one month. I, you see what I'm saying? There's right. It's
1: just so weird.
0: <laughs> there's no there's, correct, no
1: there's no correct answer.
0: No, and the, they're in a they're in a spot where if these next films don't work, the damage is done. There's too much damage to the individual brands, and then there's worry. There's worry about the Batman as well. So let's let's talk about the Joker because I've been tracking the Joker for some time now, and really, really, you know, trying to get some sourcing on the Joker. You know, I have a few sources here and there on the Joker, but that I really do feel that that movie is going to be a huge, ginormous success—50 million to make that film probably another 40 50 million to market that film hopefully hopefully the marketing department really pushes the joker it's gonna be an r-rated film so it's not gonna do you know it's not gonna do the big huge numbers that you know that you would suspect from that and it's a darker film
1: however i, I will say though they're Venom, they're they're positioned to to market it pretty well if they if they do this right. I mean,
0: but what was they're, it Venom rated gonna, our.
1: Venom was PG thirteen.
0: Are we sure on that? Let me look. Ninety
1: nine percent sure because uh, there was there was no because that movie
0: did eight fifty six. Venom did eight fifty six on a budget of a hundred million. So, um, I mean, and that movie was released at the same time. So that movie was released a year ago when the Joker is going to be released. That makes sense. I know that was confusing. So I don't know. Venom was released October 5th and then Joker is going to be released within a few days of that.
1: I keep wanting to say that Venom is an anomaly, though. I don't know how, how that, how that's actually going to stack up though. Like by all means, Venom should not have done as well as it actually did.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it doesn't play like a like a Marvel movie. It doesn't play like an X Men movie. It doesn't play like a DC film. It, feel, super... it feels
1: like one of those late '90s superhero movies that just came out in the wrong decade, <laughs> like the the Daredevils and the Electros. That's what it reminds well, it me. of. Was it
0: rated like fuck?
1: PG-13. Was it? Yeah. I'm, I was
0: looking for it, but I didn't see. Uh...
1: And you could tell they they like heavily censored a lot of it too.
0: So. I mean 856 budget of 100 million but I mean you had Tom Hardy like yes Tom Hardy is a huge star but he's no he's no Will Smith he's no Robert Downey jr right
1: so I will say that one like one really big thing going in Joker's favor is it's coming out at a good time and Warner Brothers is going to be able to position uh, trailers for it right in front of it I mean not one month before
0: Yeah. I mean, the Joker's at a $55 million budget um, being released October 4th, but I keep – I don't want to say too much. (laughs) If I do say too much, sources are going to be pissed. But the way it's positioned, it could be huge. And and I've been posting some stuff on – Twitter about the film of what I'm being told and everything and I'm, I, I'm hesitating. Cause I, I want to make sure that I don't reveal anything. So the other day they, uh, someone from the Toronto film festival, I think it was like the chairman of the Toronto film festival. Let me look at this. Hold on.
1: Shh. All eyes are on.
0: I know I'll, I'm looking for the name. <laughs> of this dude. Where what's this? He said it was. So so Cameron Bailey of the the co-head and artistic director of the Toronto Film Festival said that the film is terrific and it's unlike any superhero film that we've seen recently. Um, So uh, he goes, it's an original take on the comic book movies and on the Joker character in particular. It's not based on any existing story. Some of the greatest actors in modern cinema with jo- Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Downey Jr. Um, has an interesting tone and approach to it. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, I thought it said. Um, it's unlike any comic book movie you've ever seen. But that was a quote from Michael E. Uslan. So, so um, here's who's the, the executive producer. it. <laughs>
1: I don't want to be that, that thorn that everybody complains about, but a lot of the times I, I feel like the movies that get a lot of praise coming out of film festivals aren't exactly the same ones that do really well by the, from the general audience.
0: Well, I think what's going to happen, and here's, my, here's where I'm at with it, because I feel like the film is going to be very divisive mm-hmm. from what I'm being told, like not in a bad way, But the way that it goes about in its storytelling of this Joker character, because it sounds like this Joker character's origin is not going to really be a true comic book origin. Like, you know, like, so Batman has his origin story, right? Yep. So Batman, you know, parents murdered. He goes and trains. He becomes Batman. Becomes a vigilante, cape crusader, blah, 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 blah. But and the that's like the comic book origin, the Joker origin. There really isn't any, right? There's not one definitive version of this Joker origin.
1: I mean, it pretty much always changes with every different comic run or animated right. show. Right, and
0: it's however, I feel that audiences and comic fans are going to be split, just because it takes it in such a. From what I'm told it takes it in such a different direction. It really harkens back to Martin Scorsese's Mean Streets and uh, what's the comedy movie that he did? Um, let me find Martin Scorsese comedy. The Kings of Comedy. Hmm. It really feels like those early gritty um Marty Scorsese films and it took a lot of influence from what I'm being told from that and what we kind of know what's already kind of out in the ether. So I think that the film as a whole it all depends on you know how the critics receive it. I think that the critics like from where I'm standing probably do like 50 60 percent rotten tomatoes but I do feel like Joaquin Phoenix Will be lauded. He'll be really praised for his portrayal because, from what you know, and I've said this, you know, when I, you know, a year ago when they were filming, that his take on it is masterful. He does a wonderful job. It's very fantastic, very scary. And another thing that I was told recently that I haven't talked about on Twitter is, I was told that. Um, From various sources from different people, that there are a few things in the Joker film that the Joker does that may become canon in future comic books. And we'll talk about this, you know, when we're done recording. I don't want to give too much away. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, like, I don't know how the film is going to be perceived. That's always a toss up with anything. Everyone thought Aladdin and Lion King were just going to be. Critically praised and, you know, (laughs) however, I do feel like the performances from what I'm told, you know, De Niro, Joaquin Phoenix are going to be praised. So that might boost the overall, you know, what critics feel about this film. It's it's not like any comic book film that we have seen in the last 15, 20 years. It's completely different. But you are right. Yes, Kyle. When it comes to praise from people at these film festivals, you know, they don't always come out to the fanfare that they you right. know they're those people aren't critics they're they're the people creatively mm-hmm. in charge of these festivals. so their opinions are which should be taken seriously they're not the opinions of those people aren't taken. You know, they're not writing reviews. They're, their reviews aren't going on Rotten Tomatoes. Their reviews aren't <laughs> being published in so, you know, so mainstream media or journalists. So,
1: in a more crass kind of way, you could say they're the artsy fartsy type.
0: I mean, you could. You know, th- their, <laughs> that's not their, what I'm th-
1: saying. I'm just, I'm just kind of like general, general. I mean, their job direction.
0: is to bring <laughs> art cinema to their festival.
1: Some of it's yeah. good. Some it of is it's their not. job that's to promote the more unique and interesting aspects of film that not everyone gets. To right.
0: See. Right. It's they, you know, they're, they they would not bring in an end game to the Toronto film festival or the Cannes film festival. You know, their their job is to, is to really take films that are the, that take a, an art approach to the medium where it's not about all dollars and cents. It's mm. a, it's not the business, the, their business, the film festival, is to find those films that may not find a home. You know, you know, basically what they do—it's you know a campa- campaign to get those film rights purchased and then distributed out to other. You know, like the, I'm trying to think of the film festival that's out in uh, Colorado. Let me let me see if I can find that.
1: Talk, Kyle. Is, is that Can? Can no. Awesome. Uh. Anyways. Um. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Early word of mouth about Joker. You know, you take that how you will. It is going to be very interesting to see how people react to it. I. I can only make sub substance, but who knows? Like, like I said, people could just be absolutely floored by the performances of this movie and end up loving it. They might, as you say, uh, get. They might look at the origin of what's going to be happening and just be like, "Nope, I, I'm out. Hard out." Who knows? Maybe, maybe it goes both ways. Maybe it's a love-hate relationship people end up forming in this movie. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, unfortunately. It's, it's going to be another, another two months before we know. Um, the
0: Sundance Film Festival. There, That's you. what I was looking for. So, <laughs> uh, Sundance, uh, literally, that, that film festival is a festival where young filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers, they have their film done. And their job is to campaign it and show it in front of an audience and hope that their, uh, their film gets purchased and can be distributed by major film studios, minor film studios. You know, like that's what happened with Clerks. You know, he took it to Sundance and, you know, the rest is history. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a, and, and not just that. You know other you know filmmakers are sought out after their film has been previewed so they get hired for other you know to write or direct other different various projects within the industry so if that makes sense right so uh film festival is an you know it's it's a positive it's a foot it's a step in the right direction but you, like I, like you said, you know, it's always a toss of whether or not that that, that the film that's being shown is going to be received by audi- by critics and audiences. You know, it's always a it's always a crapshoot when it comes to that. So, do I think that the film is going to be better received than Venom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's not really saying much if that makes sense.
1: Now the question is: Is it going to have as many memes? <laughs> I doubt It's it. funny.
0: That's funny. Um, yeah, and like the, you know, so we kind of talk about the Joker, and, you know, we got to really kind of segue into uh, Batman, the Batman, Matt Reeves' uh, Batman. Super quiet, you know, ever since Robert Pattinson has been cast. You know, Pattinson is off in, you know, Europe, or I'm not sure exactly where he's at, but he is, um, he's filming Tenet which have you, did you see that footage Tenet?
1: I've seen nothing. Or do you just not care? It's not, I don't care. I just, it's like to wait as long as I can before exposing myself. So that any anticipation I have is not as squishing and the
0: Right. Right. I understand. Like I saw the footage, I mean the crude version of the footage. So, um, it was interesting that like it's a regular Nolan teaser where there's like,
1: three seconds of film being shown. So what do we know about tenant? Like what kind of a movie is it? I think it's just
0: supposed to be a time travel, like an inception, but time travel film. Okay. (laughs) So like (laughs) Pattinson is off, you know, filming that. And then when he's done with that, he's going to segue over to the Batman, which will begin filming February, March should give him enough time to really, you know, get in shape and do what he needs to do to be Batman. Um, and then, you know, the rumors are going around that John David Washington's being looked at for a role in the Batman, could be Two-Face, because, you know, the, the rumor that I saw was that it is, um, he's going to be playing Dent, but Dent from last I knew wasn't even in the script. It's automatically Two Face. So, like. He would be like,
1: Two Face, not just Harvey like being there to set it for like, another movie?
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be like the Aaron Eckhart where he was dead for three quarters of the movie and then, like, the final five minutes he's Two Face. Like, but no, this, he, he this would a be Two Face in
1: the movie, right? He's not yeah. He's not like Billy D. Williams, for example. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a full on Two Face from what I'm being told. It's gotcha. not going to be. There's going to be no origins. This is Batman's story, and that Two Face won't even be a main bad guy. It's going to be the Riddler. So, um, it'd be interesting to see John David Washington in that. But you know, I originally heard like a year ago that John David Washington was being eyed for Green Lantern. So who knows? Um, I mean, I would. I mean, now that he's working with Nolan. And Robert Pattinson, it, it wouldn't be all that. It wouldn't be too surprising mm-hmm. that he's being looked at by Matt Reeves. But I just know because that when that rumor came up, I actually met, messaged a guy and said, "I think it's two phase." So,
1: <laughs> exciting stuff. Um,
0: what else was I going to say about the Batman? I kind of got distracted there for a second. <laughs>
1: I mean like I said there's not a whole lot going on. It's been a bit of a quiet period surprisingly. Do you think we'll get much more before the end of the year or you think they're already I think of
0: September time? October is going to be their big push because um because everything shuts down between Christmas and January and I don't I don't see Reeves uh I don't see Reeves not wanting to cast his picture, you know, into February right before he begins to film, you know. Plus, it's hard. Hollywood's a tough town to keep anything secret. So for him to keep a secret between now and filming would be a hard thing. I mean, it's not impossible. I'm just saying it's much more difficult the longer that you go. So I would suspect within the next couple of weeks, I really do think that September is going to be the time, you know, that casting is – that casting really gets underway. You know, Alfred, the villains, because there are going to be six of them, right. Firefly, Riddler, Joker – not Joker, I don't know why I said Joker – Firefly, Two-Face, Riddler, Catwoman, Two-Face, and – The other one, I really don't want to say so
1: (laughs) a lot of characters.
0: Yes. It's, it's, there's a lot of villains in this film. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of handles it. This is going to be Batman centric. Um, so, but you, you know, I just, like I said, I just don't foresee him holding on to, you know, casting, you know, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more casting, So, I mean, we did our episode where we kind of broke down the, you know, main characters that we'd like to see. So, you know, in the film and so on and so forth. So. um, Does that make sense? Are we good on that?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm I'm on board.
0: Is there anything else we need to talk about?
1: Not unless there's been any news since we started recording.
0: Oh, Kevin Conroy is going to be Batman like a live-action version of Batman and Crisis on Infinite Earths, the CW. Did you see that news?
1: I miss this news. Like Kev, yeah, Kevin, he's
0: Yeah, he's literally playing old man Bruce. Kevin Conroy
1: like a, is going to get into the suit?
0: I don't know if he's getting into the scoop, but he's definitely playing Bruce Wayne. Interesting.
1: <laughs> so that is <laughs> I'm, very interesting. Actually, he was on my board. pick
0: to play Thomas Wayne in The Batman.
1: Ooh, that would have been a good choice. Like I, put, I was like, he should
0: just be Thomas Wayne, in the Batman. And the, you didn't see that picture I posted the other day where it was he was sitting and he kind of looked like Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond, and there's Ace the Bat-Hound next to him.
1: I, I miss things all the time.
0: Yeah, it's there. You should definitely take a look at that right now, Kyle. Fine. I, I want to see. I want to see your reaction. You, you may come unassisted.
1: <laughs> Way ahead of you, buddy. Way ahead. Of you. Oh, you already did. Yep, I'm there.
0: <laughs> I'm Did on you board. see it? I'm on board. You saw that picture?
1: I see the picture. Yeah.
0: like I know it's fan art and everything, but still.
1: Yeah. I can see it. So, when is that supposed to be coming out? I'm not sure.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's all, I, I know it's part of the, the final season of Era. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. I haven't.
1: I Era was already done.
0: Or... No, they got one more season. Hmm. I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> know.
1: You've let me down for the last time. No, it's good. Okay. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, that was like the last news. It's, it's been slow. So what we're going to do while we're in the middle of we some casting news and all that stuff, we're going to get back to reviewing movies, you know, Batman stuff, doing episode reviews of Batman Beyond, the animated series, doing all that stuff. So commentary tracks, that sort of thing. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, Tom, I think Tom's supposed to be coming back. Like last we talked, like he was sort of transitioning away from the band, right?
1: Yeah, I believe he's currently in a transitional period. Someone else is coming in.
0: So, and then he said he should be back, coming back more. I know that last we knew, but then I see pictures of him playing and touring and everything on Snapchat, Instagram (laughs) and everything. So, it's, I don't know. So... I don't know hopefully, kinda, hopefully
1: we'll know more soon
0: um and then now that i'm back you know i'm just waiting for this new microphone system like, <laughs> um, like i like the new headset that i have but it didn't work when we tried to get libra Mayho on so
1: like same, it was same as it working fine now for some reason like what in the hell <laughs> oh gosh
0: so i think that's gonna that's gonna kind of do it for episode 137 if you like this, uh. Episode, make sure you comment, tweet about it. Find us on Facebook, Shannon on Batman Podcast. You can find us on the Twitter at Shannon on Bat. You can find me on Twitter at Batman Shannon. Follow Kyle on Twitter at
1: Looting Kyle.
0: And then, um, I don't think we have any patrons anymore, but if you want to come uh, become <laughs> a patron on patreon we'd love to have it give you some exclusive stuff now that we're kind of back and the swing that i know we've been saying that to like the last like four episodes hey we're back in the swing of things and we go two or three weeks but this is the one guys
1: this is the one where we come back
0: like i literally was you know didn't have service for like two weeks you know when i was you know in the upper peninsula of michigan uh so you know getting literally i would get i would have wi-fi when i was in a hotel but when you're traveling you know four or five six seven hours a day seeing the sights, doing the thing the last thing you like i just couldn't like pull out my laptop and start recording with kyle because <laughs> you know that wasn't going to happen so i know we've been saying like we're going to be back in the swing of things but we should have after this episode we're going to really start getting back into commentary tracks. You know, we might do Batman begins coming up. We haven't done that commentary track. That might be a three part episode. Um, uh, Trying to get Jay Oliva back on, talk Flashpoint, Um, a lot of stuff in the works. So it's just all about time and getting everything situated. But I'm back in the, I'm back in the swing of things. So um, school's almost back in session. But that now that I'm in my second year, I know my boundaries of what I want to do and not do. And then Kyle, he's just kind of all over the place because
1: he's I'm just always busy
0: the podcast <laughs> and doing his own thing. So, what po- whose podcast were you on today?
1: It's the Wonder Talk podcast. Never, nerdy there, nerdy streaming anime kind of kind of show.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no one's asked me to be on a podcast in a minute, so but I, th- I think that they're kind of afraid to ask me because of my s- weird schedule. <laughs> so, um, if you think try you can handle
1: th- Justin's weird schedule, hit this man up.
0: Um, I'm always down to join other people's podcasts cause <laughs> that's easy. I got a prayer for shit and they work around you too. Um, try to get Dan alter back on the podcast, kind of talk the business side of the merger and HBO max and really get into that stuff. Mark Hughes is going to be coming back on soon. He's actually back in uh, California tomorrow, so maybe I'll hit him up tomorrow. We can do another episode real fast. So now that we're kind of back in the swing of things, it's kind of all working itself out. Hopefully, Tom comes back here soon. So that's going to be it for episode 137.